Hello, Bridgetown Church, and those of you online, my name is Bethany Allen, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, June 12th. This week, we've been leaning into the space of lament. And while this is an ancient practice, it is one that, for the most part, both our Western world and Christian tradition has failed to truly integrate into our lives and spiritual rhythms. And we have never felt that more acutely than in our present moment. Today is Friday, and for me, it is my Sabbath. It is the day I set aside every week to stop my work and to embrace the rhythm of rest and play and worship. But this week, it will look a little different. Today, I will lament. And while to some that may may seem contrary to rest, what I am learning, now more than ever, is that you can't really have one without the other. To lament is to give your whole heart, pain, loss, disappointment, and confusion to God. To come into His presence and ask Him to do something about it. It is a space we set aside for both petition and grief, but also for the acknowledgement of the reality of the suffering and pain around us. Biblically, and even psychologically speaking, lament is a layered reality. As much as it is the place for petition, it is also a space for God's Spirit to move, to confront, to convict, and to heal us from behaviors that are motivated by our fear and self-protection. Lament is where we are moved to release our attempt to control or know outcomes and instead relax into the reality of both God's goodness and His faithfulness. To be clear, the heart or essence of lament is not catharsis or healing or self-actualization, but instead it is a call to bring your presence to the present. And that is and will be impossible without rest. If we're going to engage fully in this moment, in this season of lament, we will have to bring our mind and body and soul to a place of rest. Just as it is with any other discipline or practice, in order to fully give honor to the work that the Spirit is doing in and through us, we have to slow down to acknowledge and see and listen to what's really going on. And this will take both our effort and attention. It will demand we slow down and get still. Sabbath is the day we set aside to stop working, yes. But it is also the day we set aside to remember and to realign our hearts and minds to the things that God cares about. On Sabbath, we put away the distractions of our world and of our hearts. We step out of a rhythm marked by demand and incentive and we hone in on the things that matter most. This week on the Sabbath, we lament, not because some political or spiritual leader has told us to do so, not out of compulsion or the influence of others, but because we care about what God cares about. People and justice and righteousness and healing. And so it is from our Sabbath rest that we will align ourselves with God's Spirit and enter into the good and right work of lament. To end today, I simply want to read to you from the book of Lamentations, a book marked by lament and yet filled with holy and redemptive hope. As you go into your weekend and Sabbath, 
may you find rest for your souls and also sense in new ways God's heart for those who are hurting around you. May you find greater union with God and others through your prayer of lament. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 through 40. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to those who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone, to crush underfoot all prisoners in the land, to deny people their rights before the Most High, to deprive them of justice, would not the Lord see such things? Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord.